Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Before we begin, if you like what you hear on Mile High Report Radio Podcast, don't forget to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, and go ahead and click subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to Mile High Report Radio with your hosts, Adam Malnati and Ian St. Clair. Get involved with the Denver Broncos conversation at milehighreport.com. And now it's time to get to work. Well, Ian, I don't know if you saw the sign back there, but we have just entered Effettville. That is the place that we are driving through as Broncos country. Uh, it is it is just, it's rough out there. And, and, you know, windows up, doors locked, let's just get through it. It's where we've been the last five years. So I feel like, I feel like the, that scene in Speed where uh, the guy who plays Cameron on Ferris Bueller and he says, I've already seen the airport today. Like we're, it's like we're just driving around. You know what it is? We we have been in Effettville State for five years. We entered Effettville County, I think, about two years ago, 2018 maybe. It is 2020. We are in dead center, urban downtown Effettville. It is I, like that's where we are. And, yes, it's just a circle. We're just in it's it's the maybe the 11th or 12th circle of hell. It's been a long time since I've read my Dante. So, you know cut me some slack on that but i didn't know we were going to be here i had no idea i think the more apt movie reference would be european vacation where chevy chase gets stuck in the roundabout 
And that's where we are. We're the roundabout of Effettville. Hey, look, everybody. It's Big Ben. Oh, no. Big Ben plays in Pittsburgh and they win games. Oh, yuck. That's where we are. That's where we are. That's good. That's 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 well played. Oh, you know, I, I I'm gonna say this. I tweeted on uh, Sunday during the uh, the Raider game uh, that I I was preaching patience. Right? Don't jump ship. Um, I, I guess I still am, but it's not by choice, right? That's the other that's the other thing where I think we are with especially with Drew Lock. I think you have to kind of. Uh, couch this conversation in a way that makes sense. We're not talking about Elway and Ellis. That's a whole other situation when it comes to the GM and and whatever Joe Ellis's title is. I don't care. Uh, franchise ruiner, I believe, is what it is. And we're not. Re- I'm not even talking about Vic Fangio and, and, and Pat Shermer at this point. Although, I, I mean, what is going on? But with Drew Locke, this particular quarterback situation, wh- what else are you going to do? Like, where else are you going to go? Is are, are you really going to turn to Brett Rippon just because he can make decisions faster? So he'll decide to throw an interception sooner than Drew Locke would decide to throw an interception? I, I'm not really sure. Or he'll decide to throw the ball, but it won't get there because he doesn't have any arm strength. I, who cares? This is, here's your porridge, freaking eat it. That's where we are. That, what, as I said on Sunday after the game, there's seven games left of Drew Locke. He's either going to show that he can progress and improve, which he hasn't done the last three weeks, or he's regressed. There's seven games. And then that's when John Elway will decide what to do. I, I think or there retire. needs to be a, <laughs> Or retire. I, I think that would be the wise decision because, I mean, his contract is up after 2021. It's clear that Joe Ellis is not going to do anything about it. I mean, what does Joe Ellis do? I don't know. Ruins franchises. Ruining the franchise. So <clears throat> there are seven games left for Drew Locke. And these seven games are not going to be easy. I I mean, Brian Flores in this in, in this Dolphins defense is no joke. They create turnovers, which the Broncos give turnovers away like Girl Scouts giving out free cookies at the grocery store. Well, but they don't give out free cookies at the grocery store. I wish they would. If, oh my if, they, if they were free. Could you see, imagine? Drew Locke is the Girl Scout who can't sell them, so he has to give them away. That's what he does with turnovers. The Broncos have committed 21 turnovers, Oof. worst in the NFL. Not good. Yeah, as, as numbers go, that's high. I feel like that's high. The Dolphins have taken the ball away 16 times. Well, they they might get to 21. They might get 16. <laughs> Who knows? Which, I don't know if, if you're listening to this and you're feeling like this is a little negative. It is. We're just trying to have fun. Just trying to have some fun. Remember, we're living in the game's not The game's not going to be fun. No. Because the Dolphins are actually good. Yes. Because they had a plan in place. What? Well, everyone thought that, hey, what are they doing? But they have like eight first round picks from the Texans. Totally. They unfair. got to attack of Viola. What? Who just came out and apparently made Brian knows what he's doing. Look like a genius. Because everyone's like, why are you benching Fitz Magic? I said that. And then Tua comes out and has just continued to steer the Dolphins back to relevancy. Meanwhile, Broncos country is in Effettville. Look. 
watch the game on Sunday. It'll be interesting. I, I this might be the most educational of all the games. And, and and hear me out on this. You you brought up a really good point. The the Miami Dolphins hired Brian Flores, who is really good at his job, at least from what I can tell up to this point. He bucks the trend of of Patriot assistants, right? We all know Patriot assistants have have not historically been good uh, when they've become head coaches. He bucks that trend. They knew what they wanted to do with their young quarterback and with that situation. They built up a really good defense, knowing that that's going to give them an opportunity to kind of stay in games. And then they allowed their rookie quarterback to sit behind Ryan Fitzpatrick until they felt like he was ready. Not until we thought he was ready. Not until the end of the season. Not until the bye week or what. That was not the whole point. Was he's going to sit until we decide he's ready? He's going to be in the playbook. He's going to be taking reps in practice. He's going to be doing the things he needs to prepare and get ready. And then he's going to go out there and apparently he's going to ball out. Now, I, I will say this: if you step back and you look at it from a projection standpoint. Tua Tagovailoa is a first-round draft pick. He was projected as the number one draft pick by almost everybody until he got injured and broke his hip, and then that sort of faltered, which actually played really well into the hands of the Dolphins anyway. Drew Locke was a a, a, a quarterback with a high second-round grade, and we all know how successful high second-round draft picks are at the quarterback position. Not great, right? The numbers tell you, eh, it might not work out. It probably won't. So we got excited about five games at the end of the 2019 season. And now we're here in Effettville. And there aren't even any margaritas. Oh, I would give anything for a margarita. Can we go to Margaritaville? That would have been so much better. I mean, they're cheap sort of like, you know, they're crappy margaritas. Yeah, it's true. And Jimmy Buffett is, you know, at least that music makes you smile. You may not love Jimmy Buffett, but by the time you're done listening to it, you're going to be smiling. This Have you smiled during a Bronco game recently? Other than from that crazy laughter of someone who's just losing their mind slowly? That doesn't count as smiling to me. No. I Honestly, I don't remember the last time I did smile watching a game where it wasn't like, oh my God, this is actually happening. Yeah, you're just LOLing in your, hair, in your head, right? Just back and forth, back and forth. So, you know, I... I think let's do this. Let's jump into the keys to the game because, I, like I told you before we started, I was really proud of mine, uh, and I, I kind of want to read it. Am I, would you would you give me that? Can I do that? Go for it. All right. So this is my key to the game, everybody. Uh, it's just so we can jump into it. The key to this game is to stop worrying about wins and losses. Obviously, you play to win the game, Herm Edwards' voice, but the Broncos are who were they? Who we thought they were? Denny Green, rest in peace. They are the youngest or one of the youngest teams in the NFL, ravaged by injury and out of any real contention in 2020. You are playing for 2021. You need to force Drew Locke to play through all the crap he has coming to him. Make him suffer. He either comes out the other side stronger and ready to get better as a quarterback in the NFL, or he collapses under the pressure and drifts away like all those terrible quarterbacks that came before him. It doesn't matter if they beat the Dolphins. Done. Perfect. I don't get that very often, but that one felt really good. And mine is just get Philip Lindsay more than four touches. He's your heart and soul of the offense. 
I think the only person who doesn't know that is Pat Shermer, mm-hmm. and he just happens to be the offensive coordinator. Can we? Can we? We didn't really. We we talked about it in the post game show a little. I I don't think we really went into it. But what what was that? What was it about that game in Las Vegas against the Raiders that caused Pat Shermer to completely abandon Philip Lindsay? Like, what is it about Philip Lindsay that Pat Shermer doesn't? Like I have a, I have a, a theory, but I'm just curious what your take on it. I, I don't have an answer to it. I, I he would, you would think that Philip Lindsay is someone as a coach that you would love to have on the field, that you want to get involved in your game plan because of the way he plays the infectious way that he plays the game, the energy he has. It doesn't make any sense to me. It's confusing, but but I have I have a theory, and it's a two pronged theory. One is his size; he's too small to really be effective in passing situations as a blocker. And I I think that that is something that if you go back and watch the tape, you will see him at times when he is left in as a blocker, not not be very good at it. And I, I think Pat Shermer that's a big thing for Pat Shermer, which okay. The other thing I will tell you that I see from him that I still think is a big enough issue that causes Pat Shermer to not trust him is his hands. I know that it's a conversation that people don't want to have. And I know that I have a tendency to maybe overly focus on it, but you've got to be able to leak out as a running back and catch the ball. And and he can't, I mean, it's not that he drops everything, but I just keep seeing the ball bounce off his helmet against the Falcons. Just dunk, dunk. It wasn't like that ball was thrown a million miles an hour. He just didn't catch it. And, and to me, those two things in Pat Shermer's eyes, whether he's right or wrong, are the reason that Philip Lindsay loses opportunities on the field. Because he can't block. Because he's not big enough. It's a physics issue. And because he can't catch. That's something he could fix. And I think he's trying and he's getting better, but he's still not there. And so I think Pat Shermer just believes more in Melvin Gordon. Not that that's smart, just that's what he does. And I think it just goes to show that Pat Shermer really doesn't know what he's doing. I mean, then don't put him on the field on third down. He's not a great pass blocker. We know that about Philip Lindsay. That's one of his bugaboos. You mentioned him being a, as a pass receiver. Don't put him in this situation then. Put Melvin Gordon on the field for that. But he's got to get more than four carries. Oh, oh, absolutely. Absolutely. It's insane to me that that somebody like that, that really does spark the offense. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just going to say it. Pat Shermer sucks at his job. Pat Shermer sucks at his job. And you know he sucks at his job because he has us opining for the days of Rich Scangarello. That that says a lot. And it makes you wonder what it was that went into that decision as a young, he was a young offensive coordinator. It was his first time as an offensive coordinator. He had TC McCartney as his quarterback's coach. But why break up? I, I, I know Jeff Essery touched on this when the decision was made to move on from Scangarello to Pat Shermer about continuity. And now it's 
especially in a situation like that, there's no way anyone could have known what was going to happen in 2020. And the fact that we're now going through a worse outbreak than we were in the spring is just unreal to me. And I'm going to, this shouldn't be political, but wear an effing mask for the love of God, wear an effing mask. In terms of the continuity of the continuity, how I wonder how much that plays into this. And yes, Drew Locke is Drew Locke. He still has to go out and play. He still has to go out and show that he could, he's a competent quarterback. But there's talk that this system of Pat Shermer isn't a fit for Drew Locke. It was obvious last season, especially in those five games, that the Scangarello offense was a fit for Drew Locke. Yeah, I, I mean, it, it's weird because I, as as we sit here, and I know we're supposed to be previewing this Dolphins game and and looking forward to uh, what's going to be happening, you know, moving forward in twenty twenty. Honestly, I look at this and and I I wonder, and just shoot me down if you want to on this, but I wonder, would it not be smart for the Denver Broncos at this point to reach out? To Rich Scangarello and TC McCartney and say, "Hey, uh, fellas, we screwed up. Would you be willing to come back and and let's let's try again?" I don't know if that's if that's better or worse. I know that one of the worst things that has continued to happen to Drew Locke and his progression as a quarterback is that they keep changing offensive coordinators. I think he's had a different offensive coordinator every year since. Is it like his freshman year at Mizzou? So that sounds right. I, I mean, that is that is certainly something that is a problem that would not be good. But I, I honestly think that going back to what he clearly felt more comfortable doing is something that would be better for the Denver Broncos than than trying to continue with what is clearly not working for the Denver Broncos because this clearly isn't working offensively it's just awful and I I I know I I mentioned ravaged by injuries and all that other you know stuff that you got to go through but I I I mean seriously take take a look at where you're at you going backwards might be the best thing you could do I want to go backwards can we go all the way to 2015 is that possible I'd rather go back to 2011 Ooh, that was a fun year sure yeah that was great Except for the whole Tebow thing, right? Well, I mean, there's really no difference between the quarterback play, but at least Tim Tebow was able to get wins. Yeah, I don't want to talk about Tim Tebow. God, I hate that guy. I know somebody's going to leave a mean, you know, message. Oh, he doesn't like Tebow. You're right. I don't. I'm sorry. I, I don't like Tim Tebow. <laughs> sorry. Just, <laughs> sorry. As for the Scangarello thing, it, it's not going to happen. No, of I, course not. I think what is going to be interesting is what happens at the end of the season. I mean, obviously, we're already moving on because we're in Effettville, and after the Dolphins, it doesn't get any easier. I, I mean, in terms of the odds, the Broncos are a home dog again. It's about three to three and a half. I'm surprised it's not higher than that. The Broncos are not going to be favored in any game going forward, and I don't see them winning another game that's left on their schedule. I mean, they have the Dolphins, the Chiefs, the Panthers, the Bills, the Chargers again, and the Raiders, and the Saints. 
and sorry. even without Drew Brees, <laughs> even without started, Drew Brees, I started laughing a little not, bit. Sorry, the Broncos are not going to be favored against the Saints. No, even without Drew Brees. No, you know what? The you 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 read that list of teams. There was one team that that you mentioned that is a maybe. And that depends on their injury situation, and that's the Panthers. If if Christian McCaffrey is injured, maybe that's a maybe. That one that one ends up being a toss up to me as far I as because so, they have to go to Carolina again, yeah. and it's an eleven o'clock game. Yeah, they're gonna lose that game. Never mind. That's right. That that might. I mean, you had to work really hard to talk me out of that. By the way, you really had to put some effort into that. I mean, it obviously depends on what the status of Teddy Bridgewater, too. But even then, I don't think they'd be favored. I, I mean, it's just, <laughs> it's, it's where we are. I, I mean, there was we, we had hope going into this season, and I think that's what's so frustrating is that there was hope. Like we watched those five games, we wanted to believe, we wanted to hope, and here we are. And there's still a chance. There's seven games for Drew Locke to prove that what we have seen the last couple of weeks isn't really true. I mean, I I don't know. I mean, there's the eye test, and then there's the yeah, you want to you want to let him have those seven games, but the way he's played, do we really want to give him those seven games? Yes. Yes, I, I again. I, I will reiterate my key to the game is he needs to just be absolutely just just thrown to the wolves at every chance. I, I I do think that that is something that has to happen, and it has to happen because it 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 reveal it will reveal his character. It will reveal his his sort of ability to identify whether or not he's going to be any good. It'll let, sure. I test says he's no good. That's fine. I, I it, it, there are probably smarter people out there about the game of football that could go through all of the film and look at his footwork and look at this and look at that and do it. Look, you're not wrong. The eye test tells you he's doo-doo. That is true. But you know what? He, he He's your doo-doo. You're going to shine him up. You're going to see if he can, if he can actually, you know, at least smell somewhat pretty. He, and maybe he will, maybe he's going to come out smelling like roses, but that's what I want to see. And I, I want it to start now. Because that's this is when I decided it needed to start against the Dolphins, going in just whatever happens. Even if he's got a, a broken rib, he's, he's got to play. And he he needs to just play and play and play and play. That is one thing I agree with Vic Fangio at. He's not going to get better if he's not playing. And are you are you looking to develop Brett Rippon? Is that something that you you're going to do? Do we need to go back to the T Sizzle days? I don't think so. So, no, you're not developing Brett Rippon. No, you're not going to go get Blake Bortles off the heap again. No, you're not going to go find uh, some crappy quarterback. You're not going to call the Dolphins about Ryan Fitzpatrick. Although, maybe. That that one I might accept because he's fun. Great beard, you know, solid outfits. But quite frankly, your goal from now until the end of the season, as you have said, is to see what he can do, which means you just throw him to the wolves. You just anything and everything that happens he's got five interceptions by the third quarter good see if you can make it seven seriously it don't matter we're in effortville it. let's see what he can do let's see how he performs let's see how bad it can get and then we'll make some decisions we got time so do the broncos have a chance on sunday no. against the dolphins team <laughs> no 
No. Are we? You want to do a score prediction, or or, or do you? I mean, do you want to talk about players to watch? What do you want to do here? This is eh. this is where we are. We are in Effettville to the point where our normal show is like, eh, who cares? Players to watch, eh, doesn't really matter. Isn't it just Drew Lock on offense? It's Drew Lock because that's the world we live in. That's the here and and the you defense. Turn on a Drew stick, Locke. eat it. And the defense, I, and yeah. defense, it's Drew Lock. Yeah, because you know that's just the way it is. How did? What is his attitude like on the sideline? Because apparently we have to, you know, examine and, and and go through all of that. I'm not. I wasn't a big fan of that, by the way. People being upset with him smiling on the sideline. I, I don't care. I don't care. He threw a touchdown pass. Somebody said something. He smiled. The camera caught him. Oh no! <gasps> Be still, my heart. Like get over yourselves. You've never been in a terrible situation and smiled. You ever been to a funeral? People smile all the time. It's, this feels like a funeral. Smile. Well, it is Effettville. <laughs> there you go. So, uh, you know what? I'm going to give a score prediction just for fun. Why not? Uh, let's see here. The Broncos are going to score 16 because that's that's probably right around their average. And the Dolphins will score 35. So, 35-16 Dolphins. Write that down. I'll go 31-16. 16 is a good number. I like that number. Bo Jackson wore 16 when he played for the uh, Royals. There you go. That's that's a fun one. All right. Let's do this. Let's take a quick break. I think we need it. We'll come back. We'll talk about the AFC West. We'll look at the rest of the NFL and kind of break down the schedule. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. All right, Ian. We're, uh, we're back. Let's, uh, let's jump into it. Let's start just by, by looking at the AFC West. Pretty simple. Only two games. Uh, the Jets and the Chargers. I, I don't think that even the Chargers can lose to the Jets. I mean, maybe, but probably not. So... I don't know. Anything is if the if the game is close, the Jets have a shot. That's true. I, At I least suppose. in the fourth quarter. And yeah. late. Yeah, and and if the Chargers are winning at some point, that is also an, an issue for them. But I, I I I'm still picking the Chargers in that one. And then the other game in the AFC West is is the uh Chiefs at the Raiders. Uh Chiefs on a on Sunday night will be taking on the Raiders in what I guess you could call a revenge game because they dropped a game to the Raiders at home, which was a big surprise. Uh, but quite frankly, the fact that the Raiders beat the Broncos tells me they must be the best team in the NFL. So uh, we've been wrong about them all. Is that – that's not right? Oh, okay. I was just I was, – sorry, that's not true. It doesn't make them the best team in the NFL. I think Ian and I could grab nine other people off the street and beat the Broncos right now. Uh, that got negative. I don't know about that. That got real negative. They'd have to be that's really – 
could could I pick the street and then maybe like call some people and get them lined up and then can we get Peyton Manning as the quarterback? Sure. Yeah. He's not doing anything. Are you making a commercial? Who cares? Rod Smith as a receiver. He'd probably try and sell you coffee. So you gotta, you know, you gotta kind of get through all that. But yeah, I can see that. Just the just the greats. What will be interesting is if the Raiders do beat the Chiefs again, that that will be very very interesting. I think it's telling about, you know, if you think about that, if the Raiders are able to beat the Chiefs again, I think it says a lot about, and this is going to be sound crazy, it says a lot about John Gruden and his ability to coach a football team. Uh, you know, one of the things or one of the knocks on him after he left the NFL was essentially, well, he's just a booth guy now. The, the league's going to pass him by. Uh, if, if he's come back and, and is coaching the Raiders to, to the point where they're competing with the Chiefs on a year-in and year-out basis, I think we have to admit that maybe Chucky knows what he's doing. If they do win, they'll only be a game back of the Chiefs in the AFC West. Yeah. I mean, there's there's no doubt about it. They are certainly uh, in line for, if nothing else, a, a wild card berth. You win that game, they're they're looking at possibly winning the AFC West and, and with a, an easier path to the Super Bowl than the Kansas City Chiefs, which – did anybody go into this season thinking that was a possibility? No, no, they did not. Don't even, don't even try and sell that to me. So, all right, AFC West, there you go. Uh, any games that stick out to you? I've got one that Thursday night game. I usually hate Thursday night games, but Cardinal Seahawks that might be fun. I think that could be really fun because <clears throat> you're going to have uh, two quarterbacks who are very fun to watch. Although Russell Wilson has been somewhat of a I don't know. The last two weeks have been tough for him and the Seahawks with the Bills and then uh, the Rams on Sunday. It's it's been it's been a tough go for Ruff, Russell Wilson and for the Seahawks the last two weeks. Yeah, but the Cardinals, their defense with that, uh, yeah, that that <laughs> Cardinals team is they are fun to watch. Kyler Murray is man way better at quarterback than he would have been in, in a, as a second baseman in baseball. I take, I take all of those things back. So, uh, you know, boomer sooner and all that, you know, good for him. That's <laughs> I've, I made fun of him. I, I shouldn't have. And as bad as the Broncos are, at least they didn't trade Deandre Hopkins. I mean, as a, as a Deandre Hopkins fantasy owner, that catch was one. It put me over the top. I was victorious at that point. It was like, there you go. And two, how do you surround a guy, surround a guy and have him be the one who comes down with the football when all you have to do is knock it to the ground. Well, that happens when the wide receiver is one of the best in the NFL. And Deandre Hopkins is one of the best wide receivers in the NFL. He might be talent wise. One of the best I've ever seen. And I watched Jerry Rice play. DeAndre Hopkins is going to be a Hall of Famer. I mean, he he is very, very good. And Bill O'Brien traded him. Yeah, I, the, the fact that Bill O'Brien had that job for as long as he did, uh, it is incredible. And poor J.J. Watt, he's just like begging to get out. You can tell he's like, I hate it here. I'm really sorry, guys. I love a lot of you, but this place sucks and I want to leave. And Deshaun Watson's sitting there going, no, no, J.J., wait, man. They keep, can I come too? <laughs> I just imagine Deshaun Watson. Every time somebody leaves, he's like, can I go? No? Okay. <laughs> Poor guy. The other game that's interesting to me is the Packers and the Colts. 
I I think the Packers are have the have have the ability to be the class of the NFC. Um, we'll see. I, I think the Saints are still in the thick. They lead the NFC South. They now have they won both games against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, so they'll have that leg up in the division. What will be interesting is how long Drew Brees is out, having cracked ribs and a punctured lung. That sounds painful. Sounds serious, not just painful, but serious. Like that's a serious injury. I, my my, uh, my wife's a nurse. And we were sitting there watching, and I just happened to have on, uh, I think it was ESPN, I don't know, it was a Monday night game, I think. And they talked about punctured lung, and she goes, that's that's serious. Like, that's life-threatening. Like, she was she was sort of, like, that's not one that you just come back from, right? There's things that have to happen. Medical things. Not And then the other, the other game that's interesting to me is the Rams and the Buccaneers. Yeah, that I mean that that Monday night game is going to be a big one. I think both of those teams have playoff aspirations and they've got good teams, but they're they're kind of on the edge there. Um, I, I think that that will be one. Uh, is Tom Brady and and that Buccaneers offense is that is what we saw on uh, Sunday in Week Ten, the Buccaneers, or is what they did against the Saints uh, in Week Nine, the Buccaneers? I mean that there's they're one of those teams that. When they're good, they are unstoppable, and when they're bad, they are woo bad. You know what I'm saying? So that is a that is gonna be an interesting one. The one you skipped over that you actually mentioned before we started recording, and I'm gonna bring it up, is the Ravens and the Titans. That's a game of of two teams that I think are are kind of similar in this conversation to the Buccaneers and the Rams. Playoff aspirations, good teams, but you can't trust them to win every week. The Ravens have have gone backwards a little bit in 2020, I think, and the Titans have not been as good as people thought they were going to be. That That is another game where the winner of that game ends up being a, a little bit closer to uh, a playoff berth, and the loser is maybe starting to be on the outside looking in there. There's, there's definitely some stuff going on there, and Lamar Jackson hasn't been the Lamar Jackson of 2019. I, you know, there's that's a really interesting game and, and will have playoff implications. I, I totally agree with that. And what's what's interesting is they're both in similar positions in terms of especially the Ravens, where they have I think they've completely taken a step back or two from where they were a season ago. They don't even look like the same team that they were a year ago. I think to me, the Pittsburgh Steelers are remain undefeated. And what's fascinating to me is for all the success of the Steelers, they have never been 9-0. and They're 9-0 and right now. And they're clearly going to beat the Jaguars on Sunday. So they're they're going to remain undefeated unless they just completely, like, they don't really need it or whatever. They have that, that letdown game, so to speak. I don't think it will. But the Ravens are are an interesting enigma from and I and and to me it's also part of Lamar Jackson because he's not as good as he was a year ago. And I I it, it's just it, it's very interesting to to see these two teams in basic as you said similar positions who is going to take the leg up because I think they're going to be competing with each other for one of those playoff spots. I think both of them will eventually <clears throat> get into the playoffs but they're going to be competing with each other to get one of those three play uh, wild card spots. Yeah, the NFL is is I think somewhat unpredictable, 
Uh, I, a lot of us didn't see it coming, some of this stuff. And, and this is going to be an interesting week. And, and you're starting to see the playoffs are shaping up, right? These these teams are gonna are gonna start to slot into some places, and it'll go down to the wire in some in some cases. But this is gonna be uh, the start of that run, and so I, I actually think this week uh, is going to be sort of that uh, the start of all that. Not for us, right? We're in Effettville, but for everybody else, yeah, go ahead, make them playoff runs. You've been listening to Mile High Report Radio. Get involved in the discussion at milehighreport.com. And as always, go Broncos.